you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Week 14 Good Morning Football Podcast. I cannot believe it's Week 14, but I'm Kay Adams. We've got Peter Schrager. Hey, Peter. Hey, Kay. How you doing? we got Nate Burleson. Hey, Kay. What's going on? <laughs> you got Kyle Brandt in the Jean Dobre. Oh, Jean Dobre. Yakshamash. Yakshamash. That's so good. Uh, we what? just got off set. We got, what are we, we're all sharing bagel chips. Is that what we're doing? Well, sometimes you got to make with what you got, you know. I, we got into the elevator, the three guys, after the set, and Kyle, who did we see? see in the elevator while we were walking in. We saw Aaron Neville we going on the Harry nice. Connick Jr. show. The feel of cotton, <laughs> the fabric of hala. So we're all, we, we're like neighbors with him. I never yeah. see Harry though, do you guys No, see I never see him. No, he's got a back entrance or something like that. But you see his spillover guests and you see his huge crew that he has yeah. and the band. So we always feel like he's the cool neighbor who's having the party and I we're kind of like the little more always quiet. Always hear the band. They're always practicing. I know, right they sound to awesome us. too. Massive set, massive band. We love Harry. Yeah. A little catch up from the week that was, of course, the weekend, Bachelor Week officially mm-hmm. over in the life of one brand. It was a glorious Glorious one though. It's far from Bachelor Week this week, believe you me. What does that mean? I got a plumber at my house fixing a toilet. I'm not replacing bulbs on the Christmas lights on my hands and knees. It's like the exact opposite of Bachelor Week. It's no fun at my house. You this had weekend. a great Bachelor Week. You were eating Fantastic. cereal out of paper bowls. You're yep. doing all sorts of stuff, and then you saved your chore list that your wife wisely left you. Yeah. All for Friday you had to put up Christmas lights. You were Kyle Griswold. It's funny. I didn't finish that chore list, which is made for some friction as we enter the new week. Yes. I'm I hope you didn't tell her morning. you saw seven episodes of West. World instead. No, I, I why actually. Would you, why would you not just get it done? Because it was Thursday night and I was tired and I had to think about, you know, my game I'm looking forward to for the Friday show or whatever <laughs> and I had to go to bed. So I left a few over. I'm like, she'll never notice. My wife's an attorney. She notices everything. And so it's it's a little bit of a hangover this morning for me emotionally because last night wasn't pretty at the brand house. My favorite thing is you were putting up lights and Peter, you told me a story about how Peter was asking you, like, wait, what do you mean? 
mean? Where do you oh, plug them the in? So, Nate, you... yeah. So, Peter, as if, if you if you know the show, Peter knows nothing, right? Like, you don't know how to change a tire, drive, you know what I'm saying? In terms of Mr. Fix-It, that's not you. There was a show back in the day called The Man Show with Adam Carolla. And yep. Jimmy and Kimmel. Like, yep. I felt like I couldn't even watch it. There was girls jumping on a trampoline because I have no man card. I don't do anything of the things <laughs> that, like, your, whatever your father was supposed to teach you, like, change a tire, you know, and here's how you bench press, and, and here's how you golf, and someday, <laughs> we're going to go on a long road trip, you're going to drive on a highway on your own. I, I can't do anything. Tie five knots. No. Exactly. I can do nothing. But what I can do is I can Google search and I can find a plumber and I can call him and I can pay him whatever it costs to get it done while I watch football on the couch. There's probably a lot of people at home putting out Christmas lights right now. I was trying to explain it. So Peter's like, so you go out and you do it by yourself? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how do you do that? I'm like, you just wrap it around the tree and then you plug and it in. I was in with you. And plug in it. And he's like, so you just you just plug but it in right there? And I'm like, we well, need an extension cord. He's like, no, no, no. I'm out. I'm out. No, I can't do that. It's an extension <laughs> now, cord. Now you lost me. Now I said, no, no way. No so way. So it's very easy. Nate, are you handy? Me. I'm pretty handy, yeah. And I, I didn't really grow up handy, but then when you have three kids and a wife that needs stuff done around the house. And my wife, she's really like passive aggressive. So if something needs to get done, she'll say, hey, Nate, can you do this? And I procrastinate just like any other man. And I understand why Kyle waited till Friday because on Friday we thought we can get it all done. Of course. But we procrastinate. And she'll, but isn't she'll, this why Uber exists? Isn't this why you have the Mr. Task Hobby, whatever? 100%. Like, but, I feel like I'm not alone on this. See, I don't, my wife I'd would say something like, she'll be like, uh, well, never mind, I'll just do it. Or never mind, I'll just call somebody. And then that, that way I feel like is little it pieces of my man is it card emasculating when a, when a grown man comes to do a job that you know you can do? 100%. And you gotta write the check. I don't have that yeah. feeling. But you didn't trick check. Erica into thinking you she were some full, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. She signed up. Got, she got Al. Okay, she got she got him instead. She did not get the Tool Man. Um, okay, so we want to get into anybody else have anything to share from their weekend? Nate came and visited me at work. How yeah, was that? that was cool. Now, there's only one person missing who hasn't visited you at work and he's to my right over here, Mr. Schrager. I've been to K Sunday show, but eventually that will stop, right? When, when does that stop? When are you going to be around on a Sunday to go to K's show? I'm all 17 weeks. I don't know. i got to make know, it Fantasy there. football goes, goes just about 17 yeah, weeks. Yeah, he K sent me a text, though, at 10.59 a.m. I was doing a check for Fox. I don't know how you had the satellite I feed. No she was in the control room, sent me a photo of me looking at my phone out in Cincinnati. She saw it. I was oh, like, wow. Off the air. Yeah. I was oh, like, don't, don't pick your nose, Trigger. Yeah, I yeah. see you. Nate, did you have fun visiting me? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. We went in. They had all these uh, recliner chairs and TVs. They even had a kitchen, and I thought it was for a separate show or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a cooking channel show coming up. And they're like, no, no, we actually have a chef that comes in and cooks for everybody there. And there was like a couple of kids and families that came in. I just loved it. So yeah. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'm going to bring the, the kids, and we're just going to spend the day there. Great stuff. And you couldn't be there because you were on the sidelines in Cincinnati. I was in Cincinnati. Good little town. Uh, the air travel was a mess for everyone else, but I got in and got out. Grater's ice cream is the thing everyone says you've got to do. Uh, waited online for 30 minutes, had a scoop of ice cream. Eh, I've had better. Yeah. What about that Skyline you chili thing? waited in line for 30 minutes. There's not much cream? else to do. And everyone was like, we got to have the ice cream. got to have the ice cream. Everyone's like, yeah. Luke Keekley raves about it. So Skyline we chili, what's that? Oh, no, it's, I was talking Cincinnati. That was no, the yeah. Cincinnati. Okay, so have you done that too? No, I don't know. It's, the, it's like spaghetti it's with chili and cheese on it. That's Cleveland, no. I think. No, no, it's Cincinnati. Skyline chili. I've never done it either. Spaghetti with chili and cheese? Yeah, like a ton of it. Sounds good to me. I mean, it does sound good, but people say. Sounds like the chili mac from Steak and Shake at 3 in the morning. Kyle makes a fantastic chili. Chili, I do make. Award-winning chili. Uh, Weirdly, the big football story coming out of week 13 was not, I think, what we'd expect. There were a lot of stories, but this Cam Newton thing was sort of wild. And we talked about it on the show for two days, and I actually thought today um, today that we would be over it almost. But we all were pretty fired up 
with this storyline, and that's what I love about the podcast is because JB, who will be joining us in just a little bit, you know, we our have like, producer, our producer, we have like three minutes or something like that to talk about it on the air, but we could have gone like twenty minutes mm-hmm. on this. So we wanted to delve it a little bit deeper into it. Uh, and Nate, I'm going to start with you. Well, for those who don't know, Cam Newton. He wore a turtleneck with a uh, looks like an overcoat and a usual hat look that he, he comes with. But the coach, Ron Rivera, said, I need you to put on a shirt and tie. And that conversation happened Saturday night. Sunday, they get to the game. Cam's basically like, nah, I got what I got. We're on the West Coast. We uh-huh. didn't go back home. I couldn't get a shirt. I couldn't wear a tie. So I'm wearing this turtleneck. He benches Cam for the first play. It couldn't go any worse after Derek that Derek Anderson point. throws an interception or off any Mike better Tolbert's in hands. Cam's favor. Mike Tolbert tipped the ball, didn't catch it, interception, which is the worst scenario if you're Ron Rivera because you're trying to make a point and it literally backfires. And not only does it backfire, we know Seattle to be the one defense that just rides off of pure momentum. You know, I think about that Super Bowl game, first play, Peyton Manning, Safety. the ball goes, it's like, the game's over at that point, and that was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Carolina Panthers start the game off behind the eight ball, and they never caught up. They got the doors blown off. But the story was it basically comes down to who's right or wrong, Ron Rivera or Cam. And Peter today made the point. But go ahead and say your point. All right. The NFL <laughs> is about our stars. Yeah. Cam Newton is making $100 million, okay? The, it's a billion-dollar industry. Jerry Richardson, the owner, s- could sell this thing for $2 billion, yeah. his team. And you're telling me Ron Rivera is worried about whether he wears a shirt and tie to the office? Like, what is that? This right. is a football game. Wear whatever you want. Show up and play on Sunday. And everyone's killing me. I've realized now, and Kyle and I talked about it off camera, if you want to really poke the bear on Twitter, try defending Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a race thing. I don't know if it's people just uh, a millennial thing. Myself. It's a race really, thing. It's part, it's part of it. It could, sure be, a, it it could be a millennial thing, but people are outraged that Cam should follow the rule. Well, why? Because I don't know if Ron Rivera goes to the Super Bowl without Cam Newton last year. I don't know if Ron Rivera is still the coach of the Panthers without Cam Newton as his quarterback. Mm. To me, Cam Newton is the team, and you follow his lead. And if he doesn't want to wear it... More importantly, if he doesn't respect you enough to wear the tie, well, that's your problem. That's not his problem. Mm. To me, it's Cam Newton's team, and I guess I'm player-centric on this, but this season's off the rails. It's already gone. It seemed like a desperate attempt to show the owner or show the fan base that, no, no, I'm still the sheriff in town. He ain't going to play, and it serves him right. They gave up an interception, and the game was over, and you cost yourself a team, uh, a win in a, in a game that you actually were still alive in the NFC South, but now it's done. And over what? Because because he didn't tell daddy he was gonna, he didn't show up to school with a proper get out of here. I would with agree that. with you if, if you mentioned. Get out, for we're the grown game. men. I, would, I know for sure. I would agree with you if you mentioned for the game. But what I always keep coming back to with this is that I understand it on the timeline. Okay, so Cam, all right, let's set this up. They played at the Raiders. Okay, so they stayed in California. They practiced all week in San Jose. Cam said we had our clothes shipped to us. For the game in Seattle. The clothes came. There's no tie. There's no shirt. It's the turtleneck deal. So he said, what can I do? I can't wear a tie. He meets with Ron Rivera on Saturday before the game. Ron Rivera says, you got to have a tie tomorrow. Okay? You know the rule. You got to have a tie. Cam still shows up without a tie. That, to me, is like an outlandish screw you. Sorry, I don't have a tie. I like that he disciplined him. I, I would agree with you if he benched for the whole game. It would mean nothing if they just went three and out and then Cam came in. It was just that Mike Tolbert drop that caused this right, whole so thing. so we're talking about it. But I have Ron Rivera's back on this because other players have been sat down for it. And, like, yeah, he's Cam when we come out to see him. But, like, at what point does the coach not say, no, dude, I'm the coach. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're $300 million. What's it tell you about the coach? What's it tell you about Cam's respect? He's got some What's it tell you about Cam? Cam it's well, a what, dumb move by Cam. Cam's not going anywhere. Cam's the court. They're not going to. Neither co- is Rivera. 
Is Rivera, <laughs> is Rivera there forever? No, but I mean, he's there Whose for next year. Is that? Whose team is the Carolina Panthers? It's Cam Jerry Newton. Richardson's. Okay. <laughs> and besides that, is it Cam Newton's or is it Ron Rivera's? All right, but now we're talking about the quarterbacks and power. Well, if your quarterback coach. doesn't respect the coach. But here's the thing, though. This, this is what blows me away. In that away. case, he does disrespect them. You're this right. This is what blows me away about this situation is that they're looking at it from two different angles. Ron Rivera sees his tie as a symbol of – it's doing respect. what's right. Yes. Cam sees it as simply just an accessory. Here's the thing about Cam's outfit. It wasn't outlandish. It wasn't even a sweatsuit. It wasn't something that you would say is disrespectful when it comes to the rules and regulations. I've been on plenty of teams, and Coach says, just look nice. I would love you to wear a blazer, but if you don't, put on a button-up or a sweater. Don't make us look bad. Don't make us look bad. There was nothing about Cam Newton's outfit that made that team look bad. Nate, so the if there was the any moment <laughs> or any takes, time takes where Ron takes. Rivera could have said, I make an exception, that isn't him saying, oh, I'm making an exception for Cam. He's saying, no, no, I'm making an exception because this outfit still represents this team well. I guarantee in the other situations where guys were benched or whoever they were, second string, third string guys, jeans. it was T-shirts, sweats, jeans, shorts. It was guys that literally forgot and disrespected Those guys would have been cut. You guys. Those they guys get cut, Nate. This Adam, is a Adam's turtleneck with a nice jacket and a hat. I don't care. Who cares like, what he's wearing, okay. Nate? Can I, can I just get in here really quick? Yeah. I don't think it matters what he is wearing. I get Even that. a little bit. You had me when you said it was a symbol, and that is exactly what it is, and it's about respect. When they're talking about – how many times have you on a Saturday night – before a game, talk to your coach about what you're wearing the next day. Never. Never. It never comes up. So clearly there's a reason that conversation happens. So A, it's not the first time you've had the conversation. B, it's just another one of the little things that have led up to this like final like you know straw that broke the camel's back okay. situation. It was one of those things where you didn't, maybe he was like, you know what, our team is doing so great. I don't want to see you at the Golden State Warriors game. Oh, but I was there during the week. I don't want to see you showing up late to curfew or to this meeting. Oh, I was five minutes late. I'm making all of this up. But right. I in my head, yeah. this was brewing. This was going on, and then okay. it was Saturday night, and you better be wearing a tie tomorrow. See, all, it's like a, I mean it. All those, stroke, all those are all sudden, substances, boom. and we don't know what happened leading up to this. But I'll say this, Kay. You said I never had to talk to my coach about what I wore. I've wore suits. I've wore ties. I've wore sweaters. I've even wore shirts under blazers. And if there's any moment where my coach would have came up to me and said, Nate, you need to put on a tie, I would have said, Coach, look at me. I got dress shoes on, slacks, and a blazer. I am representing this team well. If I stand up and talk in front of the media with this on, nobody's going to bat an eye. I feel like Cam is just saying, you don't have the right to tell me to put a tie on yes. when my outfit is decent enough to represent this team. And, that, and, 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 it's, and on top of that, like Peter said, it's Cam Newton. So, And if anybody, we're talking about fashion and Cam being fashionable, how, I think there should be a point where Cam says, hey, coach, I get it. Rules are in place. But your rules are a little outdated. Mm-hmm. A sweater with a nice jacket, still represents the team very well. We are casual on our set every day. Mm-hmm. And Cam could wear what we wear, and i still be okay with it. And that's, and that's dressing down. It's clearly not to what about doing. what he is wearing. Exactly. It is about a level of respect and a line that he crossed. And if, you, if, he, that is if he starts showing up not wearing ties when his coach tells him that, then he clearly does not have the respect look, of his we had, coach. We had Charlie Casserly on, and, and Charlie says, well, no, it's the rules. you got to follow the rules. Yeah, it's right. a different time. It's a different it's time. A day, Charlie, no. Like, no, it, come on, Peter. Listen, I, I no, you're right. Follow the rules right. This is my, this my, this no, my, Kyle, my, let me get one more in here. Go ahead, go ahead, one more in here. Get in there, Peter. Get in there. What's it say about Ron Rivera? Mm-hmm. If Cam knew, if he came to Cam and said, "Hey, dude, please just yeah. wear the tie," so whatever, I don't, I don't want to do this. So please. Yes, probably did. And he said, "What? F that! I'm wearing what I want to wear tomorrow." And of course, he pushed his hand and he had to react. Yes. 
But if that's the relationship between quarterback and coach, and it got to that point, that thing, that that apple cart is spilled way. I'll tell you why it doesn't. Ron doesn't care about him wearing a tie. Ron just wants him to listen to him and show that he respects him, and he clearly did not. I agree. And we have a culture clash here. What you talked about, Cam, is the the millennial, you know, the young young star, and Ron Rivera. Buddy Ryan defense. Traditional list, okay. yeah. And don't tell me that Ron Rivera is some killjoy or something because he lets Cam wear that headband during the game. You can dab. You can party on the sideline. Do true. everything. Well, you just wear a tie. You can this take is selfies. my thing. You can take selfies. I like a tie. I'm an old-fashioned guy. You guys party. Do anything you want. Wear foxtails hanging out of your pocket. Wear a tie to the game. That's all I ask. I don't think it's too much to ask. That's where I come out. Where do we stand when we think back and where Cam – has been and what he's wore leading up to this point. Because we know mm-hmm. Cam hasn't wore a tie on every trip. Like, just that's an assumption. That's what I'm saying. It's but not it about is an tie. honest. It's not a thing and where And we've he's never like, heard really him getting benched for not wearing a tie. And you know, Kay, that he's not wore a tie every single trip since he's been in the league. I do know that. Okay, then. So if he hasn't been benched for a tie before, why do it now? Because everything's all bad. Well, it's not, a, it's it's not season, about right? the tie. It's a bad season because last year, if he would have wore the same outfit, I guarantee you're not benching Cam. I guarantee it you're not benching Cam. And, and here's the thing I'm on both sides. I'm on the player side because I think Cam is at the point where fashionably he can wear whatever he wants without being too outlandish. If you don't have sweats or t shirt on, I'm good with whatever you want to put on Cam. I don't care how loud it is. But I'm also on the coach's side because. You follow rules when rules are written. So I'm kind of stuck. But I just feel like when it's all bad, you nitpick about every little thing. Because I've been on those teams mm-hmm. where coach all of a sudden is going to start pulling fines out of his ass because he's in his feelings and the team's doing terrible. But a year ago when things were great, those same fines let him slide. As a veteran, I'd rather you be one way all the time. Be, be the asshole of a coach when things are going well too. Because I've had those coaches. Mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren, whatever you thought about him, he was a traditionalist, and he did it the old school way. And you knew whether we were winning or we were losing, you had to abide by all the rules. And I love that because I need structure. I'm the cam type. I'm the one that's going to laugh at practice and try to get away with a, 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 a crazy outfit because that's my personality. I just don't think that this was the first thing that's happened between the two of them. Oh, so, therefore, sure. that's why it was a big deal. And had they been winning, I think he'd probably be listening to his coach and we wouldn't be in this situation. Chicken in the egg. There we have it. All right, yeah. let's move on to a one-line takeaway, guys, from week 13. Just the one thing you learned. You know, we share this on the air uh, on Good Morning Football NFL Network every day. So let's do, like, an honorable mention. Yeah. Peter, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go first. I, I really just want to give a shout-out to how the Kansas City Chiefs won that game. And Alex Smith, 21-25. They go into Atlanta, a place where it has not been easy to win. And I have to be critical. I, you know, these two-point conversion plays, now because the extra point has been pushed back, they become more and more common. But something that we're learning now with the new rule where you can return a two-point conversion for two points, there only could be certain plays that you run because we've seen it a couple times now where someone intercepts it and it goes two points the other way. So I think we learned from Kyle Shanahan's mistake mm. or Matt Ryan's mistake on the throw you cannot throw a pass in the middle of the field on these two-point conversion attempts anymore because there are consequences, and Eric Berry made him pay, and that cost him the game. How good How good have PATs and extra points gotten this season? They have so much adventure. That like one the arena in New Orleans, it's like, okay, the touchdown was great, but now let's get to the show. If they're not missing the kicks, they're having crazy two-point conversions or blocks, I love it. I was in Cincinnati. Mike Nugent missed his first extra yeah. point attempt. He, is, at that point, had missed four of his last <laughs> right. five extra point attempts. A long-time kicker in the league. How crazy sudden, is that? Like, when that rule changed, happened i remember thinking ah this probably isn't gonna be that big of a difference these kickers it's what they do they uh-huh. kick for a living 
Oh, how wrong was I? It's it's one of those things now that changes the complexion of the game, and I love it. Not to knock the kickers as if they haven't been doing anything because there's been some kickers holding down organizations and that are legends of the game. But it makes every single moment interesting because the moment after the touchdown before Filler. was something you would never, literally never pay attention to. When you heard about somebody missing an extra point, it was like, what? What, what happened in the first quarter? Why does the score look like that? But now – you pay attention because you're like, hold up, wait a minute. There is pressure on these kickers' shoulder that's a lot different than years before. Nate, I saw something awesome a couple weeks ago. I don't know if this still holds true, but it did it a few weeks back that kickers were missing more extra points from that distance than they were field goals. Regular kicks. So that's something mental to me. It's that's a guy who can hit a jump crazy. shot from the free throw line but can't make a free throw to save his it's life. crazy. So that tells me to get up there and, like, they're in their heads, you know, yeah. and then – I love that, and this I feel like this is the year of the kicker and the punter with Marquette King, all those guys. Matt McAfee. We have to make that a thing, by the way. I know. Why won't McAfee come on our show? He'll come on. He'll come come on. I don't know. we got to get him on. Patty Mack, come on our show. Uh, What did you learn? What's your takeaway? Um, Look. One line takeaway. The Dolphins aren't ready. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it because I love some parody, and the Dolphins haven't been in a long time. But if you're just watching, if you're watching Red Zone Channel, or if you're doing Kay's job at DirecTV, and you're watching the scores throughout the game, you're watching that Baltimore game, you're like, whoa, whoa, what is the score? What is the score? I mean, they beat the crap out of them. And Miami is the team that, you know, we run the ball, and we we got a jahi, and we're going to hit you. They got smashed, and I thought, here we here comes Miami. Look out, and maybe they'll recover. But Baltimore, that was the most shocking game by far. I learned that Miami maybe not ready. So I learned Nate has been ready with the Lions from the off season, and then Schrager got you know probably has always been on board. Too with, much Detroit with in my life. That I Stafford. couldn't. I have yet not been on board <laughs> with the Lions, and I think that they maybe are ready mm. because up until this point, I remember sitting in our little family den at Embassy Row, yeah. we we're doing our show on Thanksgiving, and I said. Listen, why are they? Why are you guys so excited that they're winning all these games by you know in the fourth quarter with like mm-hmm. b- taking years off my life watching these games to see if Matt Stafford can pull it off? I don't want to see them just barely getting by. And then last week they showed me that they could win a game by more than seven points, and it was an incredible yeah. thing to see. And now I'm really excited because I was talking to Schrager about it yesterday, and he was like, "Well, I mean, do you think they could beat the Giants or the Cowboys? That's who they have coming up. Like, how how much are you impressed by them?" But I love that that's like the next step on the test, yeah, right? right? Like, there's a ladder. You, you pass this test okay now now let me see what you can do so i'm getting a little bit excited about the lions though i was pretty excited about the dolphins about a week ago <laughs> I know, it's true. And, we all I got, and i got giants so there's that <laughs> what i learned is uh that the nfc is shaping out a lot different later in the season than i previously thought beginning of the year it's coming off the heels of the super bowl i'm looking at the broncos you always love the patriots so you think the afc is going to be strong and then oakland was kind of recapturing everybody's heart. In the NFC teams, they weren't really playing as well as I thought they should. Seattle finding their identity was a struggle. NFC North was just a toss-up. You knew what Dallas was going to bring to the table. But now, looking at Seattle, Thomas Rawls getting involved, Mm. Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson getting healthy. People don't realize Russell Wilson hasn't been healthy all year. This guy's been playing on a hobbled bum leg and bum ankle. Uh, and then you look at the NFC North, and, and I'm saying my Lions, but also the Green Bay Packers. Like, what's going to happen? I'm curious to see what happens in December with the Detroit Lions holding their destiny in their hand, knowing that the big brother is breathing down their neck mm-hmm. because the Packers have always run that division. Peter, you know how it is. Yeah. You look at the Packers, you're just saying, man, it, it is what it is. Like, yeah, we might be winning the division right now, but it's the Packers' division. Nate, so. Nate, I'm a really good friend with a Packers fan. I talked to him this past weekend in L.A., 
And I'm like, what are you thinking, man? The Lions look good. He's like, yeah, but it's They're the Lions. lions. He know, said it, it. it's the Lions. And that's exactly what he said because I, I, I heard that a yeah. ton. Yeah. So I'm excited as a fan now being removed and looking at the game objectively. You know, I can, yeah, cheer for my guys that I know on the Lions, but I'm also a fan of football. Mm-hmm. How will the Lions handle this? How will the Packers handle this? Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers going to do what he does in December when he smells the postseason? Because mm-hmm. he does. And he's like a shark in the water. He can smell blood. If there's a weakness in the Detroit Lions, he's going to tell his team, listen, just let them collapse and we'll take over. So I'm curious to see what happens in that division. All right. So we have JB here in the studio. He's been sitting in the corner. They're watching us. So there's, uh, there's that. JB is our senior producer on Good Morning Football. He's the guy in who's our ear. In our ear, telling us, rap, 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 clear, clear. Come sit by the table. Come, on, come up here, JB. Get over here, JB. On his, on his crotch. So we thought we'd bring him in. Nice and warm. Come on, JB. Come on. Because we wanted to get into the head of one JB. Yeah. Nice Chris. socks today, man. Uh, this is the guy who on the show, of course, he was traveling out to L.A. We were talking a lot of, about his flight. Don't try, to, don't try to quiet yourself, man. Let's... Oh, I was told to use my inside voice. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's weird, man. Is that weird for you guys? Yeah, that no, sounds that... creepy. This is as quiet as I'm JB's getting. incredible. He leads our morning meeting at 5 in the morning, and he has a notebook that has all of our secrets where he can blackmail at us at any point of life because yeah. he notes everything we say every day. First of all, K- KB, how, how, does, how does JB come into the meetings in the morning? Oh, what does he go. have? Here what we go. Accessories here's, here's Good morning, everybody. Good morning. What do we think of that game last night? Let me give you a 12-minute synopsis of the game. I got a bagel here that I'm going to eat while I talk to a room of 20 people. A no, dry bagel. No cream, cream, no cream cheese. No beverage. I got my notebook here from 1956. Dry and, uh, bagel. <laughs> what do we think about it? What are our takeaways from the game? JB, you have an incredible enthusiasm in the morning when a lot of us don't. You are a good leader in that room. We jest, of course, because we love you. Yeah. you we could not do the show without you. It is very mutual, and uh, I know that I'm here to share little-known <laughs> facts, so one of my meeting goals every day is to wake up one Nate Burleson. For, for those viewers and fans unaware, though Nate is a ball of energy once we get onto the studio. <laughs> 7 a.m. hits. At uh, that 5 a.m. meeting, needs a little bit of extra encouragement to yeah. shake off the sleepiness. You know, so what's, you know what's funny is he'll ask a question knowing I don't want an answer. I don't want to answer. And then he'll just be like, Nate, what'd you think of the Colts <laughs> defense last I'm night? Like, Why are you talking to me right now? Okay, I get it. You need the information. You need to figure out what you're going to do visually. Uh-huh. But I don't want to talk right now. I'm not a morning guy. There are some mornings, though. I'm a little more active. And I've been trying better lately, guys. Yep. I've been trying. JB, every once in a while, I'll walk into the building simultaneously with Nate. We'll like run into <laughs> each other. And I'll always be like, hey, Nate. What's up, KB? And then we walk the whole way, which is like a two-minute walk, without saying anything. Because I know not to be like, how was the weekend? We just walk in silence. It is, it is side silent. by really? side in silence. Because I just know we're not You're looking to talk. lucky it's not me. You see, I'd be like, Nate, what's up? What's no, going on? I just shut way. up. I just shut up, and we don't talk. We hey, just you know walk. what's crazy? Sometimes, <laughs> this is what I used to do. Now I'm getting better, right? I'm getting used to the schedule. Because Kay's always in there. And she's in there with Lauren, yep. the makeup. Yep. And Ashley, who does uh-huh. hair. And the door is always like kind of open or slightly cracked. We're singing. O- yeah. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I would see them and I'd be like, damn, if they see me, somebody's going to say hi. Yep. So I reverse and go oh, all the way. I love around. it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Just, just so I can like creep oh. back into my room alone and Nate just sit there talk. and Nate, go to sleep. True or false? Have you left our That's 5 a.m. Awesome. meeting and taken a nap between 5 a.m. and the show? Have true I done it before? Oh, yeah. I'll probably say around. Yes. around 12 times. Yeah. How do you do that? I, 201 I a, times. I get a hard, like a hard 22 minutes. There's times when I'll get here early at 4.30, and I will set my alarm at 5, and I will sleep from 4.35 to 5. Wild. 
it's it's great for us because we'll have something that happens in a game and we'll look to Nate being our former player sure. like oh Nate <laughs> yeah, what was right. it like on the sidelines then and Nate would just have a real low key like yeah it was yeah I'll, I'll have some uh, and I'll then we get out onto the, the s- and we get out onto the set and we're in it and we're going through live and suddenly Nate's got a story oh when I was on the sidelines I played, side line, I played with this guy and Davey's like and this damn it you should have told me how to cut the footage I budgeted thirty seconds for Nate's point and he's got a two minute the best story <laughs> that we're gonna get for the day. Right. I love this when, when and back to, to Nate's early mornings. It was our first month, and they were really forcing hard knocks on us. Like, hey guys, there's a new hard knock season. Let's own it. Yeah. Let's be Soggy the waffles. show. Right. Let's be the show. And it wasn't the greatest hard knock season. I think everyone will tell you there wasn't as many exciting moments as some previous ones. However, we gave it our all. We treated it like it was the Oscars. And every morning on real low, and I'm in the dressing room next to Nate, I would hear that opening of hard knock. Liam Schreiber. I hear the voice. I'm like, oh, Nate didn't watch it last night. And he's catching up. It's like he's cramming for the test. He's And I hear that first scene. <laughs> like at 5.59, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like a pass. decision you have to make at night. It's like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I got the kids down. I'm thinking, I could lay down or I can invest in whatever I need to invest in. And oftentimes it comes at the cost of my sleep because we have to watch these games. Yeah. And it, when I do stay up, it's a terrible game. And when I don't, I miss all this action. I come in you and KB's, up last night. KB's going crazy. Like, man, it was amazing. He's sitting there twiddling his fingers. He's like, this is nuts. Last night was bananas. Best game like, of the year. JB, like, what time do you get up in the morning? What's your whole you, – I, I actually get up way earlier than I need to to come in here because if I do not put down at least 30 to 40 ounces of coffee before really? I see you guys, you do not want to be around me. Really? What time do you go to sleep and what time do you get up? I – well, this this is a challenging schedule, not really much of a routine, but I I'll usually be asleep by like 10, 10.30, and I'm up by 2, 2.30. What? what? And then what? I'll try to sneak. You guys are always getting, oh, what do you got to go home? You're taking your nap. Like, I, I am a terrible napper, but I do try to get like a good couple of hours in in the afternoon. I could picture you being one of those guys who just sleeps standing up, like against a wall. I could do that. <laughs> sure. The problem, the reason I'm a terrible napper, before this shift, I was never allowed. I was physically forbidden from napping. My fiance is great. She would forbid me from that because I would wake up. I would be an even meaner person than when I went to sleep. You're not. You're sometimes the nicest guy in the nicest world. Guy in the entire world. Well, I put on a good act for you guys. Well, yeah, sometimes see when he goes home like clear, that, you clear, nap clear. and you wake up groggy. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can never shake it off. I'm right, grumpier so right when I wake up. Okay, so let me ask you. This is a football show, right? And, and what I do know about you and working with you is that you're passionate about this job, and you come in with a lot of information, like KB said. Growing up, where are you from? Who was your team? Who did you like? Who was the superstar to you? Sure. Uh, born and raised in Philadelphia. So booed you very loudly on the sidelines for a lot of years. Okay. Did you boo Nate? Uh, proudly. Oh, proudly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Did you actually go everybody. to games and boo? Would you do that? Uh, okay, well, as a kid, <laughs> yes. Sure. As I got older and started traveling to watch my team on the road, I adopted the mentality that I will only cheer on my team. I, like I will not that. boo the Smart. other team because I went to enough Mets-Phillies games where the oh, Mets yeah. fans wanted to wring my neck. And I, hey, I'm not... I'm just here to support my guys, yep. not here to put your guys down. But You're not confrontational. I, I, well, I'd like to be, but the, <laughs> for the benefit of the people around me, I try not to be. Uh, so born and raised in Philly, big Eagles fan, got to spend four seasons with their PR team, uh, led by Derek Boyko, Bob Lang, who's now in San Francisco, is the guy that hired me. What uh, was really it like good going, team there. What was it like taking Kyle to Philly for his first time? That was fantastic. We had, a, we had a great time. We had a great time. We had a lot of fun. JB, is, JB knows the stuff so well. He knows, like, well, don't go. That's the tourist cheesesteak place. This is the <laughs> real one. You order it whiz wit. <laughs> and, like, he knows all the lingo. It was like Mr. Philly. It actually felt like being in town with the mayor. Yeah, well, JB, food kind of my wheelhouse. So I, I had no idea what you What's the you know? toughest part of your job between 7 and 10 a.m. Eastern? Yeah. Ooh, What's it like gosh. in that booth? Exactly right. What is that? Yeah, it's, it's you know. Is it's, it a war room? It is 
it's you know it's not low stress, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I guess you know keeping everything on time, trying to you know it's funny we have three hours, but we probably could fill up. Four. I don't tell anybody that I said that, but we probably could fill up four no, hours. Right. Uh, As you so, hold a microphone to your face and right, say that. Right, don't tell anyone. Uh, so that's probably the biggest challenge is making sure that we get in everything that we want to get in. And that we, you know, we've got four mouths to feed out there. So it's also, we've got to make sure that we pay off all four. What years were you with the Eagles? I was with them from 07 to 10. Okay, that was, was that McNabb? Mm-hmm. I T. got, I, and, I, and the crossover to Vic and Cobb. After T.O. He was a Kevin Cobb guy. Kevin yep. Cobb. JB, a straight, straight Eagles question. Miami has Dan Marino. The Bears have Walter Payton. Who is like Mr. Eagle? Mm. Who is the one icon of the Eagles? Reggie White. Pick Number one? 92. Uh, Reggie White? Reggie's really good. Went one. on to win a Super Bowl uh, in Green Bay. Let's go offensively, though. Let's go offensively. Norm Van Brocklin, the flying Dutchman. See, yeah, that, that, that's what kills me. It's got to be McNabb, right? McNabb gets, wow. he gets really? killed by Philly fans for, for what reason? The you don't best, think it's just? The best quarterback that that franchise, no offense, Jaws. Yeah, Best no. quarterback that that franchise Cunningham had. Cunningham was too short. Jaws only went Vic was too short. Here's right. the thing with McNabb. McNabb got one full season with Shady, Djax, Macklin, and Selleck. That's it. One year when they brought Macklin in, and then he was gone the next year. They shipped him out to Washington. Mm-hmm. So they never, he, he played his career with Torrance Small and Charles Johnson, and these guys were good role <laughs> Greg players. Lewis. Todd Pinkston. He, Greg, Greg Lewis. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, he had the, the, the half a year of T.O., and he had no other – Surrounds him with the playmakers. He got one year of that, and he had Reno Mahe. That's right. See how fired up JB's getting. That's that's a real fan. Five's my guy. I'll always be a five. five And Coach Reed, I still I I like the Chiefs a little more than I should because I love Coach Reed. If we could book one guest for you to come onto our show, who would you pick? Oh, that's a tough one. I've I've uh, I've been fortunate right now. Trask. What's that? Amy Trask. Oh yeah, you love love, what's the Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. That was uh, that was more for for humor. Uh, <laughs> one guy, uh, Matt Groening, would be high on the list. The, Simpsons. Uh, yeah. Is it Groening or Groening? It's Groening. Groening. Yeah, yeah, I got it to is? meet Hank Azaria. I actually blew off a pre-interview with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be able to meet Hank Azaria. You're on a Simpsons the old show. guy. What? You're, you're Big Simpsons, Simpsons guy. guy. Yeah. Now, in fairness, that. I had already hung with Kareem a couple times, but I still oh, was okay. like, hey, I am by, I am by Kareem. Got to go talk to Hank. Hank Azaria, big Mets fan. We'll talk about the Skyhook. I'm a big Simpsons guy. Talk about civil rights and the Skyhook later. Yeah, please. So you're not a family. Family guy, guy too. Family guy, guy. Yeah, you meet sure, him. Oh my but god! But doesn't hold a candle nah, to nah, The Simpsons. Mm-mm. I okay. met Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the Playboy Mansion. You know how much you wanted to talk to me that <laughs> night? Can I even tell you <laughs> how much? Secret. I, I, Mr. Abdul-Jabbar. I just want to say it's a great honor to meet you. My name's Kyle Brown. I hey, beat it, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't even <laughs> look at me. Looking at some lady in body paint from yeah. Orange County. So for the great. next time that you run into Kareem at the Playboy Mansion, Kyle. Uh, oh yeah, I know JB Chris. No, no, no. If hey, if you want the inside info, I'll give it to you. Go ahead. You got to brush up on your Brooklyn Dodger knowledge. Kareem always game to talk Brooklyn Dodgers. That's his topic of choice. Yeah, yeah. you're getting married in April. Are we invited? The four of us? Are the four of us invited to your wedding? That's a that's a long guest list. So you were at Peter Schrager's wedding. I yes. was at Peter Schrager's wedding. Is yes. Peter going to your wedding? Absolutely. Peter, yes. Peter, Peter was not going to bring you the food. I would actually love it so much. And I know you and Abby, your fiance, have obviously a wedding list. I would love it so much if you invited these guys too. <laughs> Can we knock off like a third, fourth <laughs> cousin <laughs> like, uh, situation? It'll cost you 1500 extra dollars. <laughs> right. right. You eat a lot too. JB was at your wedding and you hardly knew him before we started this job. You knew him, but we knew him. What's the relationship? Tell him. Right. So my fiance is Peter's first cousin once removed, second cousin once removed, second, second, second cousin, cousin yeah. twice. I'm always so bad at that, but there is a distant uh, 
my, Peter's they've been dating forever. That's so weird. And my fiance's mother are cousins. Work together. Cousins. You guys so weird. Are related. This is weird to me. Very We're coincidental. Related, it's related, just a small world. I, I think of him more as a brother than a second cousin removed. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Right. See now, what, what you, are you trying to get on the show tomorrow? Why, that I, I was gonna say, why do you think I get a lot of airtime on the show? The camera is focused on me because I'm, you know. I'm, <laughs> okay, well, this is good. That's a good segue into some of my, you know, I'm trying to share Look inside info on these guys. Okay. So, so Peter, actually, one of my show goals every day is to get Peter so fired up that. It's flailing everywhere. You gotta get the full Is that a motion. goal? That is a show goal. I thought and that was what you guys were trying to stop him from. Yeah, you're doing. trying to avoid no, that. Fired up. No, I love that. Secretly, I love the combative, the you gotta have a good of reason course. for why go you're doing it, this. I go at it with So Peter's your favorite though. Two things. No, no, hardly. Two things. One, I don't play favorites. I on have air. four favorite on, children on, on the, the show. Okay, let's Time go. out. Go JB, our producer. How do you how do you go at it? Because there's there's a few okay. things. You say two, I think there's three things. Because I got two things. You go at it. I look at my role in that 5 a.m. meeting as the voice of the four of us because I want editorial control as well because I feel like if we start the show in New York and we're only talking about the Indianapolis Colts, that's a big opportunity mixed. I think you've got the voice of the behind the scenes. I feel like sometimes I'm going to be the combative voice of the four of us saying, hey, buddy, we're in New York. I know you're an Eagles fan, but you might want to talk about the Jets in the <laughs> 7 o'clock hour and not talk about the Indianapolis Colts being watched by three people in the middle of uh, Paducah right now. So that's my voice there. The second voice is on the show. Sometimes Nate Burleson's going. I feel like he, with no other ex-players on the show, I like to challenge it. poke the bear. I like 100%. to go back at Nate because there is some good conflict there. Yeah. And afterwards, Nate and I will always fist bump because I just want to tell him, like, no, dude, I, I really still am friend, fans yeah. and friend of yours, but yeah. I have to do that. Disagreements to, happen. Yeah. But then you also, you also go at it when you read something or you're responding to the fans. That's my favorite. I love it. You know I want you to engage with me as much as you can. When you get mad at the camera and start talking the to best. the people, that is the best. It's the, the best. The we should have it more often on the show. The people are often wrong. Yeah, they, uh, they are. <laughs> Big time and Often are, are usually wrong. I mean, yeah. typically wrong this in one? my experience. Okay, no, Peter, KB, big time potster, but you, uh, I know a lot of people in that room kind of look at the two of us and they think like, oh gosh, they're really going. At, I, I can't oh, get no, enough no. of that. Oh, no, we I enjoy it. I can't get enough. What you're talking about? Other, other behind the scenes. And, might be and like, JB oh, throws they, a shot. Are they getting a little, are they getting a little heated? It's like, no, no, no. This no, is exactly. And, and it's how almost this like go. on the playing field, and he's my coach, and at, and right when the, the clock strikes, we're good. If he told you to wear a tie, would you wear a tie? Who's this Ron Rivera? Think he is Peter? Who does he think he is? No one's paying to see him. What do you know about Kyle? All right, Kyle. Why do you have notes? Why are you? What's going on? Well, you guys have notes. Notebooks. No in the it's in the laptop too. I don't want to yeah, so well, I'm planning out the show as we're going through. Okay. This. Most right. serial killers have notes too. A lot of thorough <laughs> yeah. notes. Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison with the lipstick. Yeah, they, they do wear You're jewelry. List, right? <laughs> you you go hey, ahead, JV. You love the silver, JV. Go you pull up your Kyle file. Silver. Do your thing. Yeah. Kyle. All right. So, so Kyle. Open. So fans might not know about Kyle. Other than that, sometimes I think that he's my long lost twin who stole all the athletic genes in utero. Nah. What is this? A wedding speech? I do. Be off the be off the cuff. People don't see that he's you have you. We have like. Yeah, they got me the stick mic. What's with the stick? Come on, I couldn't have gotten a headset and a real boom mic. You have a stick mic. You You said I'm on the the C and D blocks here. I don't agree with any of this stuff. All right, come on. What you got on KB? Uh, Kyle is big on talking to himself. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, Uh, all day long. I'm the LeBron (coughs) of talking to yourself constantly. You should have seen me when I was home alone last week. It was like there were 50 people. Crazy man. And then I started talking to myself about talking to myself. I'm like, wow, I'm really talking to myself a lot. (laughs) I mean, it's full schizo. Tom Hanks with the volleyball on the island. He's a doodle. Trying to trying to. Well, I definitely know the doodling, but trying to give Kyle traffic. It's sometimes you can't. Is he? Is that from? Was that for me? Is he talking to? I don't know if that was for me or if he's talking to himself. Kyle, you got me, Kyle. And then he'll just still be. 
going off. And I'm talking to Lyle. I'm talking. Lyle and I were having a conversation. <laughs> Lyle. Okay, Lyle. I'm not talking to you, JB. I'll get you. Let me finish with Lyle. Lyle. <laughs> what about Kay Adams? Don't look at me. Why are you looking at me? Oh, Basha. Wait, Pre- do you have more on KB JB, or is that it? No, JB no, in no, my no. ear has to just rap, 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 yeah. rap. What we got? What we got on what this? About, I, what about Miss K? I this will say, I think that what oh, fans boy. might not know is that K actually has the most challenging gig on our show. Oh. However, oh. however, 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 look at this. They also should know that despite being all of, I'll say five foot nothing. I think it's probably no, it's probably four eleven nothing. But yeah, K can put down five slices of pizza. With several beers, yes. like it's no big it's deal. This is true. It is weird. Shots of Jameson. It's weird because we go out that. and she eats really healthy, like salads, mm-hmm. and she's really conscious. But then anytime pizza is mentioned, she goes cr- like crazy woman. One hundred percent. Doctor Jekyll, Mrs. Hyde. I'm like, kind of like Peter, where if pizza. I like something, I I'll eat a lot of it. We, I mean, <laughs> should we talk about what, our chips? What nobody knows <laughs> is that this group of four of us and oh, whoever's eat. with us, we can put down some chips, salsa, guac. Mm. The ta- we could fill a table with every kind of salsa from mild to spicy, guac, any kind of like, queso, chorizo, queso. queso, whatever. <laughs> we will destroy it. It's our favorite. It's thing. true. I look at Kay and I wonder how much how she eats that much food. It's what like when think? I look at I Vladimir Klitschko and Hayden Panettiere. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't. Work? I don't hit yeah. the dessert menu midday like. Oh, the, no, Nate, for sure. Over I'm here, Nate I, just, I, I order whatever tickles my fancy at the moment. Is that it all? You got okay? Is that all oh, you I will say. She, she I'm like looking slices of pizza. Oh, like, we really zung her on that one. <laughs> we put, hey, first and, of all, can we put Kay on the spot more? Because me and Kyle were talking about this. Oh, she doesn't like surprises. But no. like, can well, we just do random things that no. I'm talking about like almost upsets no, her, but just JB, shocks her? Because nobody <laughs> hates surprises. Be, the only person that hates surprises more than me is JB. Okay, go. But if he knows what it is, it's not a surprise to him. JB tells me to a tie and wearing a tie. That's a good live TV rule for me. She was doing no fantasy, and me and KB were just over there plotting I like two badass we kids at recess. We were talking about Booby traps. Just like, Pranks. Oh, we, want, we should do something. Something to scare her. Something to just like <laughs> throw her off. Like join the segment for no like reason. Like drawing her with a sharpie in the middle or of the show. That, yeah, yes. or that. Do you see that, JB, when he's drawing on me? Do I do catch sometimes, that? yeah. It's just a highlight. Why don't you help me out there? Why don't you do something about that? It's too quick. He's lightning fast. Yeah, I am Juvenile. Put a time. He's lightning fast. I will share one more about the group for anybody that watches our show on Fridays. Uh-huh. Uh, if if you have anything important to tell these guys on Fridays, you better be prepared to say it at least a dozen times. <gasps> the Friday energy knows no bounds. I feel bad. It has That's no right. limits. You're right. Fridays, it's always we hit a break, try to give them traffic, try to let them know what's coming up on live TV so that they know what's going to happen. Uh, hey guys, you guys listen. I feel like I'm talking to myself here, guys. Anybody, that's just that's just us tuning you out, that's JB. You know the best part is after you try that 50 times, then eventually we'll be like, JB, can we get some traffic? What are we doing here? Right, right. You've been trying to tell us for three. Hey, what happened? What happened? Did you say yeah, come on, what are we that's doing exactly here? It. Fridays, definitely must watch our show. Fridays, Fridays. JB, what's your favorite segment on the show? Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I am big on Whiteboard Wednesday I am with too. Sean O'Hara. I, think it's I originally had an idea to do some kind of like a Mad Lib style game, and I think it's kind of evolved into what our Whiteboard Wednesdays are. Isn't it wild that none of I didn't want to be on board with Whiteboard Wednesday? I didn't. I didn't like the name of it. I wasn't that into it. It has evolved into definitely one of my favorite it's segments. Fun. And O'Hara makes it better too. He does definitely. really well with it. I like Sean on it too. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about the off the rails show? Because Friday is off the rails, but I feel like some of our highest rated shows have been on Friday. That's correct. We have a lot of fun. I I know it's stressful for you. Uh, Friday show after forget the Thanksgiving one, which was a monster big show. This past week, with the game on NBC and NFL Network, our show, Good Morning Football, 154,000 people 
a huge number. It's a lot of people. For a morning television show, people are watching. Amazing. People are watching. And they want that higher cool. J. They want that off the rails, JB. So your traffic might be all good and well, <laughs> but they like what they're getting, and we're just they serving like the, the people. Chaos. It's like I, serving McDonald's, what they want. Oh, they're I don't, thinking the I same don't, thing. They're thinking the billion weekend served. is here. So I don't mind so it. I don't know if care. you guys have noticed, but I have no problem talking to myself, to you guys at length. All right, what do you got on What do you got on 13, Nathaniel E. Oh, I threw it out there. I threw it out there. You got me the sleep. I got all of my... My terrible jokes, all of my loud volume at the 5 a.m. meeting, it's all geared toward waking up 13 over there. But I don't hey, know that anybody bring the cares bagel about back? the show I don't understand. Why would you let them <laughs> deter you from eating a bagel? That's like, you enjoyed that. Like, that's your thing. Well, that here's the, the thing. Back. None of us really talk to each other in the morning meeting until, like, it's almost over. Well, Kay, I'm, you're always excited. Well, I'm like, in the you'll chair turn around in your chair, done, spin but I, around. To Lauren, who's doing makeup, doing my makeup, I every morning I'm like, is he eating that bagel? Did you just bring a bagel in here? Is I he love the bagel. Is he really eating the bagel? Is it just a plain because bagel? I don't, look just a plain at, bagel. I don't look at JB. I just hear him, and yep. I hear him eating a bagel while he's leading a meeting. Uh, you got an imitation of JB talking with a bagel in his mouth? It's just a lot of... So oh, here in uh, the seven eight. Oh, good morning, everyone. So Simultaneously. Oh, good morning. This We're gonna get on. Him. This goes on for thirty days straight. Sounds like a horse. And then all of a sudden, one day, Kyle just had it and said, "Will you <laughs> no, stop eating that?" No, was it, it not? Peter? It was Kyle. Oh, it was, it was Kyle. Kyle. Oh, oh man. And I could not stop laughing because we had never talked about it. Never. But we I can't believe you let them steal your joy. All four of us had the exact. You let them steal your joy, bro. Like that was a meal that you enjoyed. You know, it wasn't just joy. It was the only chance to eat breakfast. So now I go back to the control room and I'm talking to those guys down there trying to lead a control room meeting while chewing on a bagel. Just crumbs all over the. JB, tell those guys in the control room not to worry about you and me's relationship. It's rock solid. All right? If they're concerned about how mad I am at you, don't let them worry about their own Yeah, he's going to your wedding. We're not. Yeah. I got the invite. So you were in L.A. last week. I was, yeah. And how was L.A.? Because what people might not know is the studio in Hollywood in Culver City is the main studio for the NFL Network. We're kind of the red-headed stepchild in New York. Alone on a literal island. Literally on an island. How was it to be there behind the scenes in people that – you were, you were Thomas Jefferson in France. How yeah. was that? Yeah. So the most fun I had was explaining to everybody, no, 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 no. the show is still coming from Manhattan. It's, it's just a mile south down in Soho. Yeah, I am out here because this is the only control room that we can use for this. So that's why I went 3,000 miles west, even though Weird. the rest of the show is still back in New York City. Uh, but it was crazy. good. I mean, they you know they showed me a good time. Will Selva's just off the hook. I mean, yeah. you'd never understand how crazy that guy party animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense. Who Great has, energy. Had a goatee at one point in life, which we learned today, which was weird. Um, we love having you in Thank our you, ear. Jamie. It's insane that you can do what you do from yeah. LA from dealing here, with us. dealing with two the completely poor. different personalities. And nobody I mean, is better at puns. Than JB, that's my that's what I will tell. If the, the World New York Post you. needs a headline writer, JB, it's <laughs> good. I love you, Dad. When Great we job. See the <laughs> trending hashtags. JB would send like lists of them. Yeah, I don't know how we could even come one? up with them. Um, um, wait, JB just sits on the thanks camera. Thanks for having thanks me. Guys. Do we want to do, do the two hundred one game or do you want to do the blind item game? You want to do both? How do you want to do this, Kyle? I'm Let's do the two hundred one for sure. Let's, Let's roll. Let's do the two hundred one. Well, Nate. Brady had two hundred one wins, so Nate put it out to the world yesterday on Good Morning Football. What have you done? 201 times in your life. And we got some interesting answers, so I thought we could go around and say what we've done 201 or more times. Oh, man, that, that's a, a tough one. I, I'll try to uh, <laughs> keep it as uh, PG as possible. I've... Uh, Don't feel compelled. <laughs> it could just be ham sandwich. It, could be, it doesn't have to be dirty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is a ham sandwich a term for something I don't know? i got a very yes. mischievous that's roast mind. Beef sandwich. I've traveled. I've been on the airplane 201 times. I guess for an athlete, right. it doesn't seem like a lot, but I guess to a normal person, it doesn't fly a lot. It is a lot. So I've been around uh, quite a bit, and I've either been to 
201 different restaurants and separately 201 bars. So in my 20s, I love a casual drink and I love great food. So I make a point to always try different things and I, I don't like to frequent the same locations. Mm. Mm. All right. That's good. Uh, yeah, 201 times. So yeah. I've got a thing. I love iced tea. I love unsweetened iced tea. I'll have literally seven unsweetened iced teas per meal and the waiters hate me because at no point in a meal does a waiter come by and say, hey, do you need anything? And I say, no, I'm good. No, I always have something. More salsa, more this, more that. So I'm going to say uns- Wait, no sugar in there? In no sugar. Tea? Just unsweetened. Lemon, unsweetened How is that delicious tea? to you? It's amazing. It's my lifeblood. It's my water. It's, it's my agua. I'm a connoisseur. Threat. That's crazy. Um, there are certain brands I won't even touch. I won't name them. I don't want to lose sponsorship deals for us. But iced tea, unsweetened. I've had it. 201 times probably this week, but let alone... You don't like hot that drinks. That is crazy. I don't but like hot But you kind drinks. of lied to us because you said that you sick. hate hot drinks, sick, but you were drinking hey. hot tea yeah. like two weeks ago. I was so ago. sick. What does that have to do with I that? was just like, I think people tell me this is what people drink. How was it? Did it, it help? Did it help? It was disgusting. I had like sweat down my back. Okay. <laughs> you don't like the hot drinks, but you will put down some French onion soup in a second. For breakfast. You'll eat that for breakfast. You put it on a crock and you melt that Gruyere. Oh yeah, baby. It's got that little handle on it. I have changed the password on my, not my phone. Zero I've times. I changed my password probably on like my Google email, Ugh. my Apple Purposely computer. Purposely or accidentally? Ex- no, because I forget my password. Oh, okay. Me. I thought it was like so you're worried I, about being hacked or something. I lead the league in password changes, password <laughs> resets on just every device. And they everything. ask you like the encryption I question? I always forget. Where'd you go to high school? What street did you grow up on? All of those things. I've it's done that at least two times. The name of your first times. pet. I <laughs> always, I can never remember friend. a Type these five letters and then I type it wrong. Yeah, I those weird crooked floating letters. Is that an N or a U upside down? I'm the worst source. of passwords, and then you guys all know the password to my cell phone. We'll leave it between the four of us. None of us knows that. Yeah, nobody knows that. Yeah, the whole country knows. It's a great password. Hopefully, nobody ever finds my phone. Fastest fingers in the world. I see Cat at the corner of my eye going and that password, and we all know what it is. If I wasn't too lazy to take it, take the password off, I would do it. I just don't know how to do it. Well, it is a great password in honor of JB Chris's Eagles, too. Actually, I think I was immediately went to movies. What movie have I seen two hundred one times? A lot of times, Kyle. It is a lot, and I was thinking Ferris, and then I was thinking Point Break. But I think the one I've seen 201 times is the one that is always on TV, and it's hmm. Shawshank. Shawshank oh, Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> At some point of the year, TNT just turns into the Shawshank it Network. Does. NBA Anytime playoffs, it's a marathon. NBA playoffs, <laughs> Shawshank, you tune in. It's always Andy Dufresne and Otis Redding, and uh, yeah. it's, it's just constantly TNT just turns over all their programming to Shawshank, yeah. and it kills. It it's kills, great. Right. It is. I, I feel like there's are, there are certain movies that are HBO movies that you can always see on HBO. And yes. there's the TNT, TNT. TBS movies. And, exactly. And Shawshank, Shawshank is what right up there. You're have saying you you've seen? watched that 20 times in the past 10 years? Well, it came out in 94. Times a year. So, yeah, I mean, we're going back 22 years could, now. Could you? Because I, I know you're okay, are you doing math you over there? I'm doing long division. Oh, I suck oh at snap. It. Congratulations. You, Wait, you figured it out. So over the past 20 years, you've seen it 10 times a year. You're such a liar. 10 times. No, it's full, in but it, part, in once part. a month, And it's always that thing. Like, it's always the same part when you turn on the movie every single time. They're always, like, re-roofing that thing with the tar. Red was here. He just hung himself. That's the worst. Here we see the guy in the quad because he wanted to snitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Is it Brooks was here? Is that who it is? Brooks, Brooks was here, yeah. yeah. Brooks Hadley. So what tries working that grocery have store. You guys seen in a theater <laughs> more than once? Because people don't do that anymore. They Never see a movie, they just kind of tap out. No, it's true. I saw, have I, you seen a movie more than once in a theater? Same year, 1994, I saw Pulp Fiction in the theater seven times. I what? Was in high school. That movie was a game changer. It blew everybody's mind. Nothing ever made a movie like that. Pulp Fiction, seven times. Had you, you in seen high Reservoir Dogs beforehand? Or you seen, I had, what? yes. I saw it on VHS. I got it at Suncoast Motion Picture Company where I used to work in high school. Oh, my God. You worked at Suncoast? Yeah, I wore an Did you guys remember Suncoast? Oh, yeah. Kay knows it for sure. But yeah, Pulp Fiction for me. Yeah. 
That's only awesome. movie I ever saw twice in a theater was Titanic. I knew it! I knew it, Titanic. That's, I saw it twice that's six I think hour one investment. Of the, one of the only movies I've ever seen in a theater. I went with my parents the first time. I was mortified. Yeah, all the high school kids in the Kate Winslet's jacket. boobs. Boobs. I was like, what? No, I was sitting next to my parents and I saw Kate Winslet naked and I was like, what is this? I'm 10 years old. Oh, when you were 10. Ooh. It was, I don't know, it was really young. It was awful. It was an awful experience. But a lot of people saw Titanic. But I love Leo, yeah. of course. Oh, I saw I love Leo old too. Jack school Dawson. three times and I saw Avatar three times. Avatar's a long hours of your life. man. I was, I was committed I, I loved it yeah those Sandler movies even like right up until like have you, you know, seen Avatar Peter yeah James okay. Cameron you as well as Titanic you and sci-fi you just you, Terrence, you're not friends with Terrence it Terrence is looking at me in the corner of the room like we were supposed to talk football yeah let's do let it let us ever okay. do that should we do one one at least one game that's come on the docket yeah Break let's it down? do a game on the docket we each pick one game and just give a little thought on it alright let me look at that? some of these there's some interesting ones here in the week in here first. 14 Broncos Titans Cardinals Dolphins Bengals Browns Bengals Browns I'm in for stop stop no whammies stop I'll stop K right on the schedule that's All right, the so one you're going to stop me on? I am, because I, I've, I'm fascinated by any quests to run the table in reverse. We've seen many of them over the years. Those 2008 Lions were near and dear to my heart. I followed them very closely as part of my job. And this is the best team we've had in a long time to really have a shot at it. Normally teams give out around 0-10, 0-11. Here we have this game and the Browns and the Bengals, and it's after the Browns' bye week. All right, yeah. It's a divisional opponent. Okay. This could truly be the shot. This is the it one. could be. This could be the one. They're, Hugh they're, Jackson knows the Bengals pretty well. He knows the Bengals because he was coordinator. They're at home, rested, and now you hear that RG3 could be starting quarterback. So you have all these things up in the air. We're changing everything from the months prior. You're right. And I said this before about 0-16 teams. All right? You go 1-15, you go 2-14 instantly forgotten. No one ever talks about you again. But if you run that table in reverse for the rest of your life, and this goes for people like Calvin Johnson, who was on an 0-16 team, it'll always be that little peg in your resume. So part of me wants to see it because I love the Marvel, but I've been on the Browns for months now. I think they're going to win, and I think this is the week they're going to do it. Mm. I'm going to openly pitch J.B. Critz, our producer who's here. I want to do a deep dive this week. Can I do it Wednesday or Thursday? We'll talk Only about it Only if you draw a dolphin. I might have to. Uh, <laughs> the game I'm looking forward to, guys, Seahawks at Packers. This is a Ooh. classic rivalry. These two teams in the last five years seem to be playing every year in a big game or a playoff game. We want the ball and we're going to score. And it, we want the ball. It started with Hasselbeck and it's gone right through. Al Harris. What yep. was the what was the backup to them? Brandon Bostic dropping the onside kick. Oh, yeah. Out of the league now. Out of the league. I think he's on the Jets, actually, on their practice like squad. I <laughs> like I said, he might like as well said. be I know Jets league. practice squad is who my Peter Schrager. eating over there? We're filming a pot. Well, I'm JB Chris. I'm doing JB Chris. What are you doing? I'm so hungry. Long story short, I feel like the Seahawks lost Earl Thomas, but they're peaking. But they can they go into Lambeau and beat a red hot Aaron Rodgers? This game feels like a playoff game, and it's it just does. one of several this week. So Seahawks at Packers, a rivalry renewed and a recent rivalry. I feel like that one's got a lot of juice to it. Yeah. Sunday night, Cowboys Giants, right? That, that has to be. I'm it. with you on that. You know, for for me, you look at these games that are on paper are supposed to go one way. Look at the Cowboys and what they're able to do and everything they're piecing together. But then going up against the Giants, who we had Victor Cruz on the show, and said, hey, come out to these elements. Kind of like, come get some. A couple weeks prior, you saw Odell Beckham, and Odell said, see you in a couple weeks. So there's some locker room chatter, uh, some bulletin board material, if you will, between these two teams. And as good as the Dallas Cowboys are, the Giants, the New York Giants, have to have a New York state of mind, which is cocky as ever, saying, we can beat you guys up. And what McAdoo is doing with Garofolo coming in and saying that they're putting on pads on, at this point in the season in December, you know the message he's trying to send? So not only is he saying, hey, put these pads on, he's probably talking these guys in the meetings that we're going to beat these guys up. Not beat them on the scoreboard. We are going to beat these Cowboys up and see if they're as tough as they seem. That right there makes this a must-watch game. 
But Nate, would they be wearing a tie on the bus? No, yeah. What about Ravens Patriots? Really quick, that's the Monday night game. We're talking about. I think this Cowboys Giants game could be interesting and close. I think the Ravens always give the Patriots a hard time. They always sort of, to use Peter's expression, try to punch them in the mouth. Right? They try to get to Tom Brady. They're punchers. They just smashed Miami. It's December. They look good offensively. Uh, Dennis Pitta and Steve Smith. I mean, Steve Smith looks like he's 21 out there. Last week was unbelievable. And the Patriots look like a wounded animal losing Gronk. Yeah, but it doesn't really mean anything for the Patriots if they lose. We know we're go- they're going to make it to the playoffs, but yeah. it's huge for like that. I mean, for home field, but, it definitely and mentally, matters. But Same. how they lose, if they lose, is a big difference. If they lose and that offense sputters, everybody's going to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This whole Gronk thing is for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's a question. Are they weak on offense? Are they weak on defense? Can they do anything on special teams? This is a big game, Kay. You're right. This is, it is a, a it's going to send a message loud and clear to the whole yeah. NFL. Kay, to your point, look, you go to the forward of the playoffs. Do the Patriots want to go across the country to Oakland? No. Do they want to go into no Arrowhead? Go we into saw Denver. them. Going to Denver. They went to Denver last year. Look what happened. They want to stay right there in Foxborough. They got to Baltimore. That's a good point. I don't think Derek Carr is scared of going to Foxborough, though. I'll say that much. I think they could actually travel well and do well. They're undefeated on the road this season. Okay, a couple tweets before we go. Well, Charlie Potts says, pancakes, waffles, or French toast? I know Nate's going to say all of the above. No, I'll go blueberry pancakes every time. Okay. Uh, no carbs for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating every a bag of bagels. Every Saturday morning, Kay, I have waffles with my son Calvin at the local diner. We walk Waffle's the worst one of the three. A waffle? What's so great about a waffle? I don't normally like it, but they make crappy pancakes there, and they don't have French toast, <laughs> so I have to go with the waffle. I agree with you. I'm going with French toast. None of us French agree, and, and Peter doesn't eat carbs. Okay, moving on to... Okay, you ever have French toast sticks? Those are yes. delicious. I uh, love some Sonic French toast sticks. From Sonic with like a Route 66 yes. cherry limeade. You can hold Let's the French go. toast. Uh, Seamus Higgins says, for kids looking at or in college for media, how does name of school matter? Shrakes? I went, I went, I was a political science major and a sociology uh, minor at Emory University with no sports teams. It doesn't matter. Just do what you want to do. Create content and they'll find you. If you're good and you want to do it, have a passion for it and write, 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 read, read, read. That's my advice. Don't say no to a job and it's who you know a lot more of the time than the name of the school. Kyle? 100%. Did Princeton help you? Yes, it did, 100%. Like, I, I, of course, like I had to work really hard to get did in there. Did it work there. against you, though? No. In any way? Like, not that I can think of. No, I, I had to work very hard to get in there, and my parents had to pay for me to go there. It works. I think it works like the first five or six years you're out of school when you're trying to get a job. Once right. you're in your 30s and 40s, who cares where you went to college? I always downplay that. I, got, I did really well on a test when I was 17. I, who cares? It's not that impressive, but coming out of college, it does help. I felt like years ago in the NFL, you needed to go to a big school to be seen. It's not like that anymore, and I feel like it's the same way with people wanting to get into media. You don't need to be a huge name. You have to create content, stand by your content, but be aggressive and seek relationships. You said it. It's not always about what you know. It's who you know. But if you can combine those two, know a lot of stuff and know a lot of people. You can land exactly and where you want to be. The more you know. And, and I ask you because I feel like you have a take. Like you have a point. You have a stance always. Like yeah. You have a voice. And I feel like, okay, I, more than anybody, I feel like for I you, went to Mizzou, but yeah. it was great to get a job where I got paid $7 an hour working for the Cardinals. And yeah. then I met more people. And then I liked fantasy football. And it was a lot about who I knew instead of what classes I necessarily took or what the name of my school was. That's yeah. just how I feel. What, JV? I just want to jump back in saying that I was a business major at a D3 college, never intended to get into this. And I will have an addendum. It's not who you know anymore. It's who knows you. Oh, nice. Dang, drop that okay. mic, JB. JB. Just drop it on the floor. Uh, Stuart Turkey D3. Leaf. Turkey Leaf Shut is up, not Ali. your real last name. He says, favorite old school Sega game. Quick. I, I, look, I was a Super Nintendo guy, but I played Sega. I like the game Streets of Rage. Oh, Punching classic. people. I like Good it. One. Yeah, I was, a, I was an EA Sports early on. Lakers versus Celtics. That was my Big game. Big time. Oh, yeah. Classic. I mean, if you're going Sega... 
You got to go with the one that came with the game, Hedgehog. and that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say Altered Beast. Altered Beast. Altered Beast did come yeah, with the game originally. That was Beast. And Tommy Lasorda Baseball was a classic. Yes! Too. Great reference. Me and my brother begged for the Sega game. We got it. and we could. I mean, we could only have the game it came with. It's, I think, the only game we ever owned because the games were so Sonic. expensive. Sonic or Altered Beast. So it came with Sonic the Hedgehog. We do the yeah. whole, yeah, we do all those uh, levels. That was a good stuff. system. That 16-bit was crazy. Was it changed the, the game. The controller looks so Sega cool. It's like a black boomerang. Tyler saying, my question is for Nate and Kyle, how did you two do well in school while having a busy workload out of classes? That's called being an English major. Uh, it's very easy. You just read and write papers. You don't have to do – all my friends were econ majors, business majors, politics. They yeah. want to run the world. I was an English major. It was very easy. Yeah, I was a business major. I actually left college early to enter the draft. The team, they decided to change my major because they wanted me to hurry up and graduate, and they convinced me to stay. They said, if you graduate, you stay. You have the easiest workload ever. I ended up leaving anyway because I didn't like them changing my major mm-hmm. to benefit the football team. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's what it is. We get paid in school. And if you don't perform in school, you don't get paid in your schooling. Uh, Peter, last question here from Steve Gravier. I see you're having Mr. Povich on. So who is the daddy? That's a great question. It is such a good question. We've got Maury Povich on our show Thursday, guys. If you're listening to our podcast and you don't get to watch it, uh, the show every day live, DVR at 7 to 10 every day, Thursday, Maury Povich, who apparently is a diehard Redskins fan and certainly knows news and television. I, I'm excited. More we excited got, for him. We got to put together some type of segment that no, kind of cross-references the show. Now, look, there, we can take the, the easy line. We all NFL. take a lie detector test. Yes, right. there's low-hanging fruit, right? Because JB's there's all like, these nope. players who have kids out of wedlock. That doesn't interest me. Yeah, we have to be creative yeah. with this. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Do we do like the AFC, NFC the Patriots, you are the father of the NFC. Like, you guys oh, are the good. man, the dads. No, you are not, not the, the father. father. <laughs> yeah, you guys think you're the Raiders you, at ASC. You guys are not the father. Hey, the Dak Patriots. Prescott, you want to be MVP? You are not an elite quarterback. No, ah! no I want to strap Kyle Brandt to a lie detector test. Bring it on. I got nothing to hide, Kay. No <laughs> secrets in my past. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Of course, watch our show, like Peter just said, 7 a.m. Eastern yes, on NFL Network. Yes, hit us up on Network. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and also NFL.com. What do I always say? Backslash tell podcast. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.